0: why Cadbury's chocolate has trumped John Piper's sermons for you. (laughs) I feel like this can only go wrong for me. Hi, welcome to Scattered. We're a group of friends from the same church who are serving God in different countries and we're meeting online to chat through books of the Bible chapter by chapter. We'd love you to join us. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our second Summer Scattered, where I am chatting to Helen about what her desert wandering discs have been or would be. So, Helen, lovely to see you this morning. Hello. She's just confessed to me that she's never listened to Desert Island discs, which I said, okay because I've maybe listened to one in my whole life. But um, do you want to kick us off, Helen, with a song that's been really helpful to you on your journey to heaven? Yeah, sure. Uh, So this, in some ways, although I haven't ever uh,
1: listened to Desert Island Discs, uh, really delighted me because I really love songs and music and they really speak to my heart. And they're really helpful for me in my uh, daily walk with Jesus. So the first song that I chose is surprisingly a Hillsong song. Uh, It's called O Praise the Name by Hillsong, but it's called Anastasis, Anastasis. Right. Perhaps it's like alternative name. Anyway, I really like the song because it is basically the gospel in a song. This song is really helpful for me. And I particularly love the the third verse. The third verse says, Then on the third at break of dawn, the son of heaven rose again. O trampled death, where is your sting? The angels roar for Christ the King. It's really helpful to focus my mind on, on what happened on the third day, why it happened. And actually what it means, it means that Jesus is victorious. One of the reasons why that's so helpful is in my job, uh, I see a lot of death um, or a lot of hardship. And in 2018, my goddaughter Tilly, who uh, quite a few people knew, had a really rare form of epilepsy and she died. And Paul and I were in the room with her parents um, and her other godmother, Amy, at, in Great Ormond Street Hospital when she died. And when we knew the time was near, Tilly's father asked Paul, my husband, to read the end of 1 Corinthians 15. So I'll just quickly read uh, verses 54 to 58 of that chapter. So when the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always bounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And these are really encouraging verses. You know, when you you see a lot of death and suffering, that people who are in Christ, it's not the end. A couple of years after Tilly died, a friend of mine who is the same age as me died very quickly from stomach cancer within a, a month or two from diagnosis to death. And I turn to those verses again, because it just reminds me and encourages me that death is not the end. Jesus um, defeated the devil through rising again. You know, death doesn't have to be the, isn't the end for those who are in Jesus. And those who are in Christ are um, kind of snatched from the devil's clutches by Jesus and carried safely to heaven's shores. And it's really encouraging for me to go through the song, because each stanza each verse sort of walks you through and brings you to this point where you can sing uh the angels roar for christ the king and i love it at saint clement's when we sing it together because everyone just goes for it and when we sing it in church it's just such a small taste of heaven isn't it with everyone singing it out loud and being fully immersed in what we're singing and just everyone yeah i guess semi-roaring for Christ the King. There's that moment. And I remember the last time we sang it at St. Clement's, people started clapping. And so I was like, this is a little bit of what it's going to be like. So yeah, it's a really helpful song for me, encouraging me to keep my eyes on heaven, not just what's going on with me and this world. And, you know, it's so important to remind ourselves each day of what we believe and why we believe it. We have to preach the gospel to ourselves each day, don't we? And one of the ways i find that really helpful is to do it through songs so this is one of those songs for me
0: great yeah it's um it's such a good one isn't it so we will um i said last week when we talked to mary we can't play that now which we would do if this was desert island discs but um in the show notes there'll be a link that you can just click on and listen to helen's first song thanks helen that's brilliant um What would your second song be? So
1: controversially, I've chosen a French song for my my next song. It's called um, Mon Secours est en Toi. And it basically means my help is in you. This song basically uses the words from Psalm 121, There is an English language version of the song, but my word, please don't listen to it. The translation is awful. So (laughs) I'll quickly read the. I I was going to quickly read the English version and then talk about some of the French, French words. Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night, and the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Now, the French song, the words basically say, if the moon and the sun threaten me, which is what it says in verse six, if tears are streaming and I stumble in my step, um, my help is found in the creator of the stars and the earth. You know, my my secours et en toi means my help or my aid is in you. And in those moments, and the lyrics continue with, in those moments I look up towards the hills, you alone are my God and I will proclaim that you alone are my strength, you alone restore me and my help is in you. Always you you carry me, never do you sleep, my help is in you. Um, If fear invades me and my soul capsizes, creator of life, my help is in you. And then the bridge goes your victory, my hope. Your path, my destiny. Your salvation, my refuge. All is in you. And um, I mean, what's not to like? Because it basically is the words of Psalm one two one. But uh, it's really important. I am somebody who has anxiety, and uh, often we're in those anxious moments. I look more and more inside myself, and I don't look up and out. I look in and down, and I don't look up and out. And the verse that really particularly encourages me is this bit where it says if fear invades me and my soul capsizes so it's that it's actually i think the third third verse if you listen to it and it says si la peur m'envahit et mon âme chavire it means basically when the when the fear invades me and i was like that's what it's like when i have anxiety the fear invades me and overtakes me what do I need to do? I need to look to the creator of life, the creator stars, the creator of the earth. Um, and and that will bring me comfort, not not other things. Uh, and so since over the last obviously, I only learned this song less than a year ago, but it's been such an important one for me when when anxiety has been been kicking off. Um, anything it just reminds me that to look outside anything of anything except God for my for my refuge for my salvation is only going to bring disappointment and I need reminding of this on a regular basis so. Uh,
0: That's a great shout Helen and thanks for reminding us that you've been learning French for the last year so for all those (laughs) at St. Clement's that have been praying hard for the (laughs) shepherd's language learning I think we had a little illustration there but Helen is very fluent in French these days. I'm sure, I'm sure the French people or those who are already
1: fluent in French in St. Clements will be dying right now. But never mind.
0: <laughs> no, not true. Well, I'm impressed with my zero French. Um, brilliant. So now I think the next thing we look at is what your book would be. Okay. Wow. In the middle. In the middle. That was Mary Mackie's choice. She said, let's, in- let's throw a book into the middle. Okay, fine. Uh, my
1: book that I would take is called Unbroken by Laura, Laura Hillenbrand. It is a biography of a chap called Louis Zamperini who uh, grew up in the US. He was an Olympic runner and he got caught up in the Second World War. Uh, he had a, I'm not going to spoil it because I absolutely think everyone should read it. Um, it tells you about the trauma and the awfulness of what happens to him in the Second World War. Uh, But then also what happens afterwards, and it's just, I mean, I'm going to spoil part of it because I need to sell it to you, but it's basically one long book is his conversion story. Um, And it is incredible. And the things that he is able to do and the thing and the people that he is able to forgive at the end is just such a great testament to Jesus (laughs) like when you read about his life and the things that happened to him and the way he was, you just think it would be impossible, but just the really simple ways that God speaks to him in the awfulness, um, you know, in ways that he didn't even realize was God at the time. But then once he becomes a Christian, he looks back and he's like, oh my goodness that, you know, that was him at work there. That's what that was. Um, It's an amazing book. Um, hard to read at times the things that happened to him but absolutely worth it it's such an encouraging book i would recommend anybody to read it
0: and i'm guessing if that's the one book you'd take with you apart from the bible and the complete works of shakespeare um oh, you would say that it's a good book to reread and it would be a book oh, yes, I read more it. than once i reread it
1: every time every time i read it like it's a there's a new there's a new thing yeah i read it probably I probably read it once a year. It's my comfort book, which is weird okay. for, a, for a story that talks about the horrificness of Second World War. But um, I think because you know the end.
0: Yeah, you know that good's coming.
1: Yeah, you know that good's coming. It's um,
0: That's a very good I, parable so, and metaphor for life, isn't it, Helen? We know the isn't end. Isn't it? We but know but that also, good's coming.
1: Think, but also, I think, thinking about it, biographies were a big deal for me and Paul when we were deciding... Whether or not to do the jobs that we do overseas. And so I think um, it's a really helpful book for me to read personally because it just reminds me that things are hard and they can be awful, but there is a point to it. Um, and it was just so encouraging to, yeah, it's just a brilliant book to, to watch, to see God at work, and also to be reminded that actually the purpose of everything is, is that more people is that people come to Jesus.
0: Um, so people, if you've not read that book, that's a pretty strong recommendation to go and get your hands on a copy. Of there is a the film, Open.
1: there is a film. There's a film with, um, what's her name? Angelina Jolie, don't watch it. So not-
0: definitely read the book. The film is second rate, says Mrs. Shepherd. Dr. <laughs> Shepherd, sorry. Um, okay, we'll do the luxury item at the end, but... Okay. Number three, what would your third song be? My third song is
1: My Worth Is Not in What I Own by the Gettys. So, Jill and I, Jill, I think you and I are quite similar in that we pride ourselves on our capacities and our ability to cope and absorb more and more, um, maybe, manage large maybe. workloads <laughs> and cope with a lot of things at once. um Not that that's a good thing. That, no, I was going to say the flip side of that is that it becomes, it, is part of our identity, I think. And I think this song um really smashes through that, I, that, that sort of perceived identity, that identity that we we create um for ourselves. And uh like I said earlier, I have anxiety, and it often gets bad when I feel like I've underperformed at something or I've made a mistake, which is obvious to other people. And um We're leaving for West Africa in two days and a couple of days ago I realized I had deleted an email with some important information on it that I potentially needed to register as a doctor in the country that I'm moving to. Um, It's because I'm pretty careless with my emails, with my inbox uh, when I'm deleting. I just sort of mash the keys and I'm like probably won't need that. Um, Anyway I made a mistake. And it sent me into a shame spiral of despair. (laughs) And why? Because part of my satisfaction in life is taken from rarely making mistakes or thinking that I rarely make mistakes. Um, I think that my soul and my innermost being will be fully satisfied by being right all the time and doing well at everything I do. (laughs) Um, Imagine when we lived
0: together, how awkward and tricky that was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I mean, we never did anything wrong, so it worked out fine. Um, this, but this song just says, my worth is not in skill or name, in win or lose, in pride or shame, but in the blood of Christ that flowed at the cross. You know, just, um, I'd really encourage you actually, as you listen to the song, to, to, to read the words as well, because it was when I was reading the words one day that I was like, oh my goodness, this is so helpful. It really helped it sink it into my heart and mind you know what what should what do i rejoice in probably that i'm capable that i can do certain things you know but what should i rejoice in i should be rejoicing in my redeemer he should be the greatest treasure and the wellspring of my soul and i shouldn't trust in anyone except him and my soul should be satisfied in him alone and it's just each verse is brilliant it just speaks to wealth power beauty all these things and it just reminds you that actually yes you have been blessed with gifts but you are also completely unworthy in God's sight without Jesus and so this there's this one verse that says my worth two wonders here that I confess my worth and my unworthiness my value fixed as in Jesus knows your value. God created you and knows your value and Jesus knows your value because he paid for it. And this next line, this next part of the line, my ransom paid, Jesus paid for you. He knows that the price of you at the cross. And it's just that, that thing in tension, like, yes, you do have such worth, but you are also so sinful, but Jesus has paid the price. And it's just, such a helpful song to in those moments when I feel bad about the fact that I've done something less than perfectly or I've made a big mistake that other people have noticed actually what why is that that's because my worth I take my value from the things that I do and my position with my friends and the people around me and not where I should be taking it which is my identity as a co-heir with Christ and a child of God.
0: And that's such a helpful song to sing in community, isn't it? Because not everybody would have our character type or the, has been have been given the same gifts that we've been given. And so actually different gifts are just as valuable, aren't they? And actually singing a song like that together corporately is so helpful, isn't it? To say you don't need to be like Helen Shepherd to be accepted and loved yeah. and valued by God. And that actually he's the gift giver isn't he and he gives different gifts to different people but communally the thing we share is our worth in jesus um yeah and and that god
1: doesn't withhold good gifts people might be sitting there thinking well god just hasn't blessed me as much as he's blessed this person actually no he has given you gifts they're different and you have equal worth in his sight um yeah because i think sometimes people do struggle with that as well actually when I listen to when I when I read the words I'm singing it in my head but I can well I can hear Becky Higg singing it because I um I have sung this a couple of times at the front of St. Clement's with Becky and so when I'm reading the words I can hear her voice in my head it's very nice and it (laughs) reminds it reminds me of community I think that's my point like yeah it's a song that everyone can sing and it will have meaning for everyone but it reminds everyone your worth is not in what you own it's not in what you do or
0: say um
1: it, yeah. your worth is yeah it's good, blood it's good to
0: treasure difference isn't it as well as and to treasure different gifts um, yeah great that's a good one that's um yeah that would be on my list too i think um number four what's the last one that's made the cut the last one i threw this one in uh
1: So my last one is called Lord, You Are Good. We Worship You by Israel Horton, I think his name is. Um, I don't know that. Oh, my goodness. Well, you have a listen, Jill, and you will know it. Uh, So I first heard this song at a St. Clement's musician's practice when Bethany McDonald was outraged that nobody knew this. And then. But, but by the end, I remember that me and Beth Alexander, there's like a musical interlude and me and Beth Alexander were like waving, our like not quite headbanging, that's a bit extreme, but certainly waving our hair around and dancing around the church at one point. It's an absolute brilliant, like it's such a good memory for me. But um, let me, if you haven't heard it, Gillian, I will quickly read some of the lyrics because it's incredibly short. Uh, the lyrics basically say lord you are good and your mercy endureth forever and that's repetitive like scripture yeah and then people from every nation and uh, from every nation and tongue from generation to generation we worship you hallelujah hallelujah and then there's this bit um where it says for you are good and then um you are good all the time all the time you are good Basically it's just a rocking song. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. I love to sing. I love to dance. And, um, as I found out yesterday, it's a very good song to listen to whilst you're packing up your life into eight suitcases. Um, but also just really great. It's just such a great pick me up song. So basically the words come from quite a few of the Psalms, obviously, um, like Psalm hundred for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever his faithfulness to all generations Um psalm 136 to, uh, verse 1 says give thanks to the lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever so although the person who writes the song comes from a prosperity church the the song i picked the song itself because it's just pure scripture i know controversial so yeah it's rocking i love the song um but also it's about worshiping god for who he is it reminds me god is good um you know in the chaos of moving and hard things happening um it's yeah it's important that we remember these things isn't it and that we worship God for who he is not what not necessarily what he has done for us not just that um and in Uganda where I served for for five years they have this phrase or maybe it's a East African thing I'm not sure um they have this phrase that's like call and response and the sort of person at the front goes, God is good. And the congregation reply all the time. And then the the minister goes, and all the time. And then the congregation says, God is good. And that's his nature. Wow. Um, And it made me laugh and eye roll, but actually it's very true. God is good all the time. And sometimes it's really important for us to say that. But also um, that's his nature and our response should be wow. And this song and that phrase serve as a reminder to me in the midst of this changing season, but every season that come what may God is good and I should celebrate that. And the other thing, it, it's like I mentioned earlier that, you know, it's he's good um, all the time because It's easy for us to think about how good God is, I think, when things are going well, but not necessarily when things are harder. And um, in 2015, I had a miscarriage and Jill was with me when I had the scan and was told that uh, my baby sadly hadn't grown or had died. And so um, but I remember in the moments after the sonographer told me that uh, the pregnancy was going to end, that one of the do you remember what I said? one of the first things I said was, God is, God is good, God is good. And that's just what I repeated to myself. God is good, God is good. And it, um, and I took that from Lamentations chapter three, verses 21 to 25. And I mean, they're really, everyone, I'm sure a lot of people know them, but I'm going to read them anyway, because they're important. And it says, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, and therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. And the point here is God is not only good when things that I consider to be good happen, but he is good when hard things happen too. And I think that is vital that I remember that. Otherwise, what hope is there? Because otherwise, when bad things happen, I think that God is punishing me and therefore somehow or something I've done wrong. And therefore, somehow Jesus's blood, Jesus's death wasn't enough. And God needs to find another way to punish me. And I think that's an easy mode of thinking for me to slip into and so this song is just so helpful I mean it's it's a hard song to listen to when things are hard because it's such a celebration song but it is a song that I will call to mind every now and again even in the hard things and say God is good all the time and his mercy endureth forever
0: thanks love that's a good um that's a really good reminder for all our hearts last question I've got for you then is the luxury item that you would take on your desert wanderings? Uh, it would be uh, Cadbury's chocolate. I'm so glad you said that because Mary's last week was so spiritual and I was like, what was it? Come oh, now. She'd, t- she'd find a way to be able to access good sermons all the time. Mary, Mary Mackie, what a shocker. Um, Cadbury's chocolate way- all the way. Tell me why Cadbury's chocolate has trumped John Piper's sermons for you. (laughs) I feel like this can only go wrong for me.
1: I just, it reminds, Cadbury's chocolate just reminds me of home. Reminds me of, uh, yeah, reminds me of home, makes me happy, gives me a sugar kick. I mean, like, what's not to like? And I can tell you, having lived five years in Uganda with no access to British Cadbury's chocolate, I had access to Kenyan, South African, Middle Eastern. It's just not the same. It would have to be British. Cadbury's chocolate would be my, it's just something so comforting and British about it. I think,
0: it. I think that's acceptable. I'm happy with that because clearly Thanks my be Clearly, mine would be Diet Coke, so I'm really glad that you've set the trend of going what for I, it. What I also really love is that now I've got a
1: picture of me sitting there happily eating my Cadbury's chocolate as my luxury, while Mary is, like, crying into the sand because she can't get good internet connection.
0: <laughs> no, but in her, you know, she had this, it, obviously, in this world that we're creating, you can just click your fingers and listen to a John Piper sermon. What? Well, can you I, know. Can- Click my finger and get piles and piles of covered chocolate. Yeah, I think so. So be careful with that because obviously you don't want to be, you know, filling your face with it too much. <laughs> um, Helen, thanks so much for chatting to us. I know you're moving in the next two days and it's a super busy time, but that's been so helpful. And yeah, do people do click on the links and listen to those songs um, and buy that book? Helen, safe travels. Thanks, Ben. Bye. Bye.